This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free. The number brought to you by our friends over at SACL CAI. The number is 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their websites. Ours is free at freetalklive.com. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And there was a lot of news uh, bubbling up throughout the week and uh, certainly starting over the weekend with this situation in New York City, Times Square. Uh, I think it was a guy parked a Nissan that was loaded up with fertilizer. I guess allegedly it was the wrong kind of fertilizer and he didn't – he made a mistake apparently and – there was no bomb. It, it, it was not even possible that this bomb could have gone off. Uh, but nonetheless, it has uh, given people. But if it would have, it has. Uh, if it would have, then uh, it could have hurt somebody. Fear has been struck into uh, the hearts of uh, people in New York City, and of Ian, course, if we save just one person from irrational, panicky, they uh, are paranoia. Then th- they are calling out for uh, for more safety. They want more security, and the government people are, of course, more than happy to uh, to give them at least the illusion that they have it. Sure. Uh, we'll hassle you a little more when you're walking down the street, no problem. Yeah, uh, because it's really all it is, uh, all of the security apparatus you see in the various different airports and around the country in the big cities. Uh, it's not real security. It just is security theater. Anyone who's dedicated enough will be able to uh, to break through or it will still be able to cause so-called terror if that's what they're if they are determined to do so, which is why I think it's so silly that you hear so many talk show hosts blathering on about how safe America is thanks to the government, thanks to our wonderful uh, government, we're so safe. Uh, it's not thanks to the government, it's thanks to the fact that nobody's doing things. That There's just no one out there, for the most part, very, very few people are out there doing any kind of uh, terroristic things well, with the exception of the government agents themselves. I think if you tried to go about it poorly, that you would get caught. You okay, like if you if were slipshod, sure. Yeah, if you if you said, "Well, I'm I'm I'd like to buy some TNT, please," you know, or something. Yeah, walk like, into Walmart and ask him for that. That yeah, might be a problem. Yeah, like you could, I think you could get caught that way. But if you, I mean, you know, they they just grip their fingers tighter and tighter, and just more sand runs through them because you know, I I think that if the average person wanted to build a bomb, I don't know. I haven't tried to build a bomb. I I so I don't know all about this stuff but it seems it's to not me that if, hard if somebody wanted to go about doing it they could build something that was a little more effective than uh, propane tanks and some gasoline and and some uh, uh you know miracle grow plans are readily available on the internet so nothing is stopping people from going through with these acts it's just that they aren't doing it anyway that won't stop the government that fact won't stop stop the government from ginning up more fear about uh, the potential that uh, terrorism could happen and then using that fear to continue to build a more oppressive police state and that's what they're planning on doing in new york or according to the afp new york officials say they could stop attacks like the attempted times square car bomb by expanding a controversial surveillance system so sensitive it will pick up even suspicious behavior New York is already a heavily policed city with 35,000 officers and a counterterrorism bureau, the first of its kind in the country, partnering with the FBI. But Saturday's failed terrorist bomb in the Times Square tourist hotspot has provided the authorities with a new argument for expanding a sometimes controversial security blanket of cameras, sensors, and analytical software. The system will greatly enhance our ability and the ability of the police to detect suspicious activity in real time. 
and disrupt possible attacks, said Mayor Michael Bloomberg on Monday. The high-tech system modeled on the Ring of Steel in London's financial district is already in service in Lower Manhattan, where Wall Street and the World Trade Center reconstruction site are located. You, you know, you certainly wouldn't. Uh, Ring of Steel is is an awesome name for their security apparatus down there in uh, the financial center center of London, because you certainly wouldn't call it uh, the the slipshod bureaucratic uh, you know waste of money. <laughs> I mean, that would be a terrible thing to name it, right? Headquartered at 55 Broadway, the Lower Manhattan Security Initiative goes far beyond the traditional hodgepodge of police cameras, such as the 82 devices installed around Times Square. Instead, an integrated system maintains an unblinking eye, not just watching, but constantly collecting license plate numbers and video of pedestrians and drivers, as well as detecting explosives and other weapons. An important component of the program is coordination between the police network and private businesses' cameras, something that's not been established in Times Square, causing detectives significant extra work. Also, a separate but similar program called Operation Sentinel plans to log every vehicle entering Manhattan Island by scanning their license plates and checking for radiation. So that's interesting. <laughs> um, now... I- I'm kind of curious. What do you think about uh, a business that maybe in you know in New York City you'd be right there on the street essentially, and you'd have cameras in your business that would uh, or outside your business that would record the goings on in order to keep your business safe, and then say turning over that information to the government. What would I think about that? Yeah. What do you think? What, I mean, obviously you, you're okay with people having cameras in their business, right? I'm fine with that. Sure. And uh, what if something happens in the business then turns over the uh, the video to the government? I'm not sure what your question. What are you asking? Okay, me? Um, a business where this guy parks his his truck. This uh, this this uh, mm-hmm. Times Times Square attempted bomber. It's a business's video. They can do whatever they want with it. Do you have a you don't have a problem with it then? I would all depend. So I think the government's really just setting up cameras in other places and getting the video and collecting it and deciding who who's coming and who's going, right? Well, no, the government is setting up cameras everywhere and uh, cataloging people's uh, license plate numbers and sniffing uh, for all kinds of things and. And in- increasing the amounts of uh, of these cameras and the intrusiveness, and that's what the government is doing. Well, I mostly I, I the pro- my problem with these things is they tend to not be very effective. That's my biggest problem with it is that uh, they it's a waste of money. So if it were effective, you'd be all right with being monitored every every, well, every place you go. I'll I am say, being monitored most places I go. I'll say something similar to what I said about the census, and because uh, there, there, there was a comment on a recent census video where, uh, Ian, you actually uh, kind of brushed him off and said, I'm not, I don't cooperate with that. And uh, there was a comment from someone saying, well, this is innocuous. I, don't, I, I really don't think this is – I mean, I, I, I don't trust the government and everything, but this is really innocuous. It's not a big deal, and people should just, you know, just go along with the census because it's not harmful. And, and I think that – Excuse me. You have all these people in positions of power that have access to this information. I don't know how many. I'm sure it's a lot. And uh, and each and every one of them is not going to be a trustworthy individual necessarily. And because they're in positions of government, I, I even less so expect them to be trustworthy in- individuals. And so I just the the idea of having all this tracking information on people being collected and and logged and be accessible to people who are uh, are who have shown not to be very scrupulous people. Uh, is is disturbing to me. So it may at right this moment they're not doing anything harmful with it right this second, but uh, but they have in the past, uh, even on an official level and even on an unofficial level. There's a whole bunch of individuals who have access to that information that I don't think are trustworthy, and they're always losing their the information that that's they collect. that's the other thing is they're pretty regular. Is that there's basis. a security issue. Uh, they've shown that they can't be trusted to keep it secure and keep it away from people that aren't even supposed to have it. 
uh, not even by their terms. They just couldn't keep they couldn't keep it secure. So there's a lot of reasons to be upset about all kinds of tracking information uh, being kept on innocent people. Well, I would like to uh, to answer Ian's question. So if the government was effective, and that's really the question, right? If the government was effective in uh, in in collecting this data, would it would I be okay with it? Well, if pigs could sing, I might go to a concert. Okay, but the government isn't effective in anything it does. So I can't answer that question. Would I go to see a pig sing at a concert? I'd like to see the government try to be effective at something. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from, Mark. I, I just don't like, I mean, even if they could be, even if they did catch the occasional criminal, I mean, you could point out that, that they might actually use these cameras to catch somebody that did something, although studies have shown that streetlights uh, reduce crime better than uh, than these cameras do. But even if they could show that the cameras were more effective than streetlights, I still would not feel comfortable having these government agent people who are not my friends uh, with this information at their uh, at their beck and call. That I don't appreciate. I, I know that the bank and Walmart and the other places that I go that have video cameras up are not going to use those cameras against me for some arbitrary political reason, whereas the government people certainly will. The go, you know, Walmart and the bank just want to prevent, the, uh, prevent loss. That's the reason they have the cameras up. It's completely legitimate, and I support well, the it. The government claims to just want to prevent bombs. Uh, yeah, but that's not necessarily what they'll use that information for, whereas the other agencies can't use it to aggress against me. There's more coming up. You can take control and bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. There's more on the way. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. Head on over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see it for yourself. Also, there's so much hype around these days about vitamin supplements, and I was uh, frustrated by their outrageous claims, so went out and found something real. Here's Mike Buck from New Zealand's Nature Bee with a real story on nutrition. Hello there, Mark. You know, you're right. The real story, look at this. The real story is over 200 million Americans take vitamin supplements. What a business. But most of them are manufactured in chemical labs. Who knows what's in them? Nature Bee, real organic vegetable food in those capsules. All 27 vitamins and amino acids, 28 minerals, powerful antioxidants for the active lifestyle we're looking at. Not a drug or a stimulant or medicine. It's pure food, and it's so easy. You take two golden capsules a day with a glass of water, get all the good stuff, forget about the rest of it, because Nature Bee is the best of it. So Nature Bee is real food. What will it do for people? Well, it's going to fix you right up. As a matter of fact, Nature Bee guarantees to give you more energy, lasting you all day, plus better sleep at night, much better digestion, much stronger immune system, and all, of course, with Nature Bee's unconditional money-back guarantee. 
So Nature Bee isn't available in stores. No need to drive out to the mall. Uh, Mike, give us a real deal. You got it. Right now you can either go online or you can call toll-free. Get yourself a huge six-month supply for just ninety nine ninety five plus delivery. And because you're smart enough to listen to Free Talk Live, we're smart enough to give you three more months for free. That's a great deal all right to your door. All you got to do is make the toll-free call to Auckland, New Zealand immediately. one 834 8355 before you go running off for the weekend. 866-834-8355 or always online at naturebee. That's naturebee.com. All right. Well, I've been uh, taking Nature Bee myself and uh, you can be all you can be with Nature Bee. Call 1-866-834-8355 or go online to naturebee.com. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we continue uh, the discussion here. About the police state, the surveillance state that uh, continues to expand in New York City. The story from the AFP where they are looking at uh, spending even more money, uh, more than $110 million to expand the Lower Manhattan Security Initiative. They are looking at uh, doing more stuff, expanding out, getting more cameras on board, and trying to keep people safe. Because apparently the... uh, just the tremendous amount of cameras they already have isn't doing a good enough job. So they need uh, it's every every government failure is always another excuse for more government. And in this case, they've got some grand plans. The New York police chief reiterated that uh, there was a plan, uh, reiterated the plan to use the occasion to press for more federal funding from Washington. Kelly also gave details about the system, explaining how the aim is for analytic software, allowing experts to make sense of raw information in real time. For example, alarms would trigger when cameras noticed an unattended bag or a car circling a block too many times to be considered normal, said Kelly. He told Fox News that it's a whole new area for us. We're very enthusiastic about it. The large-scale yet simultaneously detailed intelligence gathering clearly pays in some terrorism investigations, according to the report. They point out that acquiring the ingredients for a bomb or weapons exposes plotters to precisely the kind of surveillance New York is promoting. I'm not sure how it is that uh, detecting somebody driving around the street too many times or leaving a bag somewhere will figure out who's acquiring bomb ingredients. Yeah, but nonetheless. I, I could hardly imagine how uh, the cameras are going to figure out who's leaving bags in places. Um, or, yeah, I mean, it, it must fall signal on that a hundred times a day. Uh, but right. how, do, how do you driving identify around, a bag? Dri- driving around New York City. I, looking for a parking space is, is arduous work. I, you know, I mean, I can imagine you do see people circling. When I've gone there, I've circled trying to find parking spaces. So, I, I it, it makes you wonder: do I do I need a a, a visit from the police officers that uh, later on in the day because of that? While law enforcement officials tout a brave new world of security, rights groups fear a Big Brother presence violating fundamental privacy. The New York Civil Liberties Union has sued the Department of Homeland Security in an attempt to extract more information about the Manhattan security system and to know how the information will be used, shared, and stored. The irony is that the lowest tech responses can sometimes best the most sophisticated gizmo. The misfiring of a device hidden in the underpants of a Nigerian passenger and the quick reaction by others on a U.S.-bound flight prevented potential tragedy in the late December attempted airline attack. And in Times Square, a vigilant street vendor and nearby beat cop, not a computer, raised the alert on the suspicious vehicle. So is it just pouring a whole bunch of money into a technological snafu? That uh, inevitably, when the government uh, runs this 
tech wonder system that it will result in you know next to nothing as far as the uh, the actual tangible uh, touchable results are concerned. Is it just a, a big contract for their buddies in the right. tech field? I think that one thing that um, you need to keep an eye out for is I I think currently many perps don't believe that they're being videotaped and that there are so, there's such a huge web of private video cameras out there that it's often. Um, they they do get caught on videotape. I believe that there's a there's a video of this guy um, who had you know they, they they were pursuing somebody in a video uh, regarding this particular incident and you know it happens all the time. They manage to get perps on video from uh, you know local different private uh, localities. And I think that it having cameras that that everybody knows about is just going to make uh, these people more careful because currently people don't expect to be videotaped even though they are. And they act like they don't expect to be videotaped. So if you have video cameras everywhere, everybody knows that there's video cameras everywhere. They're going to act like they expect to be videotaped. So they'll wear large hats will come into fashion. Sunglasses will come into fashion. People changing their looks will come into fashion with uh, people on the, uh, the, the, in the lower uh, socioeconomic strata. Um, younger people will you know, take on ways to, to mask their appearance. So you know, that's, people are just going to react to the cameras. Toll-free number here for you to take control of the airwaves. Ring up anything is 800-259-9231. And that's just the proposal for New York City. Uh, of course, we had a, a story a while back, or just a couple weeks ago, I think, about Chicago. And but you can believe this is about, coming. I mean, there's there's nothing that we're going to say on Free Talk. Oh, cameras. Well, it's pretty bad in England right now, right? And particularly in like, London. Yeah, millions, London. Of, millions of cameras. And yeah. uh, is that what they're doing out there? I don't know. What do you mean? Uh, are people changing their, their faces? Uh, the... I, I hear that that's happening, but I don't okay. know. I haven't been there. Uh, feet on the ground. I was just curious. I mean, it's an interesting. It, it, I, I could. I'm not. I'm not sure. Only in the sense that so many people are so trusting of government, and and it won't occur to them until they get burned. Uh, it just reminds me of this. 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 The issue with a lot of these is that most people aren't the ones who get burned. I mean, there's a majority of people who it never affects them personally, mm-hmm. and so they don't. They don't, think, up, they, they don't think they don't take arms it. against it. Yep. They don't think it's this horrible thing. But then there's just this random sampling, almost random, uh, a sampling of people who get burned by it in one way or another, and they they may be all up in arms. But we're under a system where the majority can totally abuse the minority, and it's just a minority of people that are upset. Nothing's ever going to happen about it. Toll free number is eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I don't see any of this stuff turning around in big cities anytime. Yeah, big so. cities are getting cameras. Yeah, and of course, uh, Chicago was talking about bringing the National Guard in to uh, occupy the streets. So, cameras and armed men standing everywhere. Uh, this is the land of the free, right? 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, bring up anything, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features there, including 
our news updates. You get signed up and we'll keep you in the loop via email or Twitter or Facebook, whichever one works best for you or multiple, whatever you choose at news.freetalklive.com. Getting signed up is free, as is everything on our website, news.freetalklive.com. Dale is here with us from anarchyinyourhead.com. And Dale, you just uh, actually, you're starting up a company for the purposes of bringing a, a, a movie out uh, to the... Well, I'm not starting it up, but I am involved with it, yeah. Okay. Well, you're involved in uh, the, a new startup of a company and uh, it, for the purposes of creating a, a film, a fiction uh, fiction film. Is there a title for the film? Uh, at yet? the moment, it's Slaughter in the Haunted Forest. It's Slaughter. possible that will change. Slaughter in the, in the Haunted Forest. We gave a lot of thought to that title. No, not really. <laughs> You've been working uh, diligently uh, behind the scenes, uh, producing this. You're getting ready to, sh- to start filming it. Uh, and it's really, it's, is it going to have a Liberty theme to it to some extent? There, there will. It will, yes. It's but it's not, it's a it's horror not movie. banging you over the head with the Liberty yeah. theme, but it's definitely in there. But uh, first and people, foremost, it's horror. Yeah, it's a horror, yeah. horror, horror film. So, uh, so in the process of doing all of this, there's probably some things that are a little distasteful to you as uh, being somebody who is not interested in interacting with the state, as I am not interested. Uh, but in order to run a company and to, and to have a company, there are likely going to be certain requirements, uh, hoops that you'll have to jump through. And I figured I'd share these with you in case you hadn't heard the, uh, the news from CNNMoney.com. According to the story, an all-but-overlooked provision of the health reform law is threatening to swamp U.S. businesses with a flood of new tax paperwork. Section 9006, you read that far, right, Mark? Uh, I I never made it past five. The health care bill, just a few lines buried in the 2,409-page document, mandates that beginning in 2012, all companies will have to issue 1099 tax forms, not just to contract workers, but to any individual or corporation from which they buy more than $600 in goods or services in a tax year. Oh, my goodness. That's a whole huge step up in uh, you know what you have to do. What is it now? Do you know? Well, if you because we get these ten ninety nines from some of the people that right, buy ads work from for us. Some, yeah, but it's not really a. It's not necessarily about buying ads as much as it is talent. We do. We do. I, you know, I don't know all the tax rules. I, this is not tax advice. Sometimes we get ten ninety nines. Sometimes we don't. And I you know. Yeah, sometimes. I don't know. It's really hard to give tax advice because it's so massively complex yeah, and terrifying. As, as I understand, <laughs> if you call the IRS and ask for advice, 50% of the time they will tell you something that is wrong and illegal. Pretty much. And this it's is daunting. I mean, it's the kind of thing that's incredibly discouraging for starting a business because it's like you don't even know if you're doing something wrong most of the time. That statistic, Mark, that you cited, I don't know if it was 50%. It's around there somewhere, though, and that has to do with the, the 10 most asked questions. So the, the actual audit that you're talking about when they call the IRS helpline and they ask them these questions that they give the wrong answers to, they're asking the 10 most asked questions that the IRS agents are asked. So it's not like they're asking some sort of an obscure question. They're asking the most popular questions that the agents are asked, and they still aren't giving the right answers to it. Anyway, according to the story here, uh, the change, the stealth change, radically alters the nature of 1099s and means businesses will have to issue millions of new tax documents each year. Right now, the IRS Form 1099 is used to document income for individual workers other than wages and salaries. Freelancers re- uh, receive them each year from their clients, and businesses issue them to the independent contractors they hire. But under the new rules, if a freelance designer buys a new iMac from the Apple Store, they'll have to send Apple. A 1099. 
If a laundromat that buys soap each week from a local distributor will have to will then have to send the supplier a 10.99 at the end of the year tallying up their purchases. So presumably, Dale, if you're buying uh, a new camera for your your production company, well, well, that's the obvious one. The other one that I'm thinking of, yeah, uh, I'll have to send that at ten ninety nine in theory. Uh, the the other one is like just buying like food for the set mm-hmm. on a regular basis from a grocery store. Is that going to go over six hundred dollars in a calendar it, year over the over the period of an entire shoot? Probably will. So ten ninety nine for Hannaford's or yeah. something like that. It's crazy. Uh, the bill makes two key changes to how 1099s are used. First, it expands their scope by using them to track payments not only for services but also for tangible goods. Plus, it requires that 1099s be issued not just to individuals but also to corporations. Taken together, the two seemingly small changes will require millions of additional forms to be sent out. And as they pointed out over at lourockwell.com about this, this is going to have an effect of... An additional level of burden on mom and pop businesses, on smaller businesses, on startups, people that don't know. Uh, right, this all doesn't the rules. make you any money to do this. I'm in business to you know to make money. I'm not here to fill out government forms. That means that I'm going to have to somebody, either me or some, I'm going to have to hire somebody is going to have to fill out these forms, and that affects productivity. How many more? Uh, you know, you're, it's it's the death of a thousand paper cuts. How many more times are you going to slash at business? and expect them to make it exactly this is going to this is likely going to put some businesses out of business the ones that and are on the edge it's just more of this sort of corporatist fascist uh, and by fascist i don't mean uh, you know bigoted i mean fascist in the sense that uh, you know corporations and government are fusing together you know, this runs the small mom and pop, the borderline businesses out of business, and then it leaves it to the big ones that manage to have, uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, they they've got their ins with the government, and and they're big enough, and they're just crowding it, it, it everyone else out. It benefits them. It benefits them. It's like if you're if you're a a, a, a weightlifter and you're gonna run a weight a race against some little a little tiny like uh, runner who's very aerobically talented. And you want to run that race? You can say, "Well, let's let's uh, let's have the race where we both carry fifty pound weights. That'll make it fair because we both have to carry it, right?" Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. These, these big corporations have the the teams of lawyers and the accountants and everybody on staff. That well, it's not going to be a big deal if Walmart has to hire a few more lawyers or, or some more accountants. But it's if a it lot puts more... their opponents out of business, it's a worthwhile cost yeah. for them. Yes, that's well, that's, like, that's actually beneficial to them. It's like they they will gladly hire a couple extra accountants if that will put out of business the little mom and pop stores. As a matter of fact, I remember about ten years ago, um, Walmart basically. Excuse me. Um, said that they were they were going about killing uh, Kmart. They you know they they decided more lower prices every day in order to just drive the profit out of Kmart so they couldn't make it. And then once Kmart was gone, and I don't I think they're actually just hobbled, not dead. Is that about they're right? They're still around. Kmart's yeah. still around. Um, but they had to be bailed out by the government, as I recall. Kmart? Kmart, Kmart got bailed out. Mm, I don't recall hearing this that. This was in the mid to late 90s. Somebody save me on this one. Uh, Sears bought Kmart. That was later than that. It was another situation. Anyway, I may be wrong, but I believe that okay. to be the case. News to me. So um, the I worked there. Yes, I, I know you did. That's why I asked you. So, uh, you know, basically they went about losing money in order to kill Kmart. They didn't care. They just, it was, it was mm-hmm. fine with them. If they can drive that person out of the marketplace then, or that individual, that group out of the marketplace, then they, uh, then they can make their rates a little higher and no one will know. So now what's interesting about this is the, uh, 
the, the amount of busy work this is going to require is tremendous. So businesses will have to increase their costs in order to deal with jumping through all of these hoops. But it's not like anybody is really going to be there. There's any level of human interaction as far as on the IRS's side, human bureaucrats that will in any way be able to uh, to wade through all of this. This stuff is only going to be used. It would seem to me. Uh, it will only be used to target certain businesses. So you can just send in all these 1099s, and if they're not after you, they're not going to really take a close look at them. Because think about it. I mean, right now they're, they're getting, must be getting a huge. Yeah, you know, it, it, they'll be they'll just be smothered in them. Yes. But it's there if they want to go after you. Exactly. If they so, don't like you for another reason. Precisely. Let's so look they at target their you. 1099s or then, the 1099s that were issued to them. Right. So if for yeah for whatever reason if they if you they decide they want to investigate you and then they figure out that you bought a computer without 1099 uh, ten, sending a 1099 to Best Buy first uh, that uh, then they, then they'll be able to charge you with whatever the crime of not filling out the 1099 you know so five years in federal prison or some ludicrous nonsense like and that. then of course you'll plead out because they've got you right who wants to go in front of a jury where you're guilty but you have to ask the question here is how much more of this will Americans take. How many more hoops will people jump through, happily jump through, uh, telling themselves the whole time, this is the price we pay to live in a free society? 1-800-259-9231. How many pieces of paper do they force you to fill out before you finally decide that you aren't actually in a free society, that you're just an obedient serf? More coming up. Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You're invited to take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, there are different ways that you can do so. You can go to promote dot freetalklive.com and get a whole bunch of different options different things you can do from putting banners on your website to contacting your local talk stations and asking for free talk live go and get a whole list of things over at promote.freetalklive.com we would appreciate your assistance in spreading the ideas of freedom as far and as wide as possible again that's promote.freetalklive.com so new tax codes uh, coming into effect, they claim, here in uh, 2012. So you got a, two, a couple more years to go here before they're going to start demanding that all businesses send out 1099 forms to anybody that they're doing business with uh, to the amount of more than $600 in goods or services in a tax year. It's going to be an avalanche of new paperwork requirements on American businesses and uh, it will make it much more difficult for mom and pops out there to compete because if they manage to, for instance, get by without hiring a, you know, an accountant, this may require them to hire an accountant or who knows? Uh, who knows what, you know, what extra that, level of burden this will be? That is exp- that's really expensive, too. I mean, to hire an accountant. Yeah. yeah just imagine, like, you know, I was just at a uh, just checking out like 
beekeepers, a little beekeeper association. And I'm thinking these people who who have like beehives in their backyards, which is fine to do. It's like, you know, you can have beehives in your yard and raise honey and everything. Mark's got one, actually. Yeah. And you want to go and like sell honey, you know, like, you know, now you're getting into the realm of of having to, you know, you know, of if you're going to be legit and do things on the up and up, which is making it harder and harder to do. Then you've got to, you know, either become an accountant of a, of sorts yourself, or or pay literally uh, enough for an accountant that you you pretty much can't make money. Like it pretty much is just you just it's just not viable to do to just to just do a little something for yourself to make a little extra money or something like that. It's just not even viable to where people will just say, "Screw it, I'm just going to go and get a job and I'm going to go work for somebody else." Whereas, which before, is what they want. Yeah, they, right, they want you to. They just want you to be a cog. They don't want you to work for yourself or earn a living on your own in some way. They want you to work for a big company and have no other choice. And that is not the free market. That is nope. that really is just you know an extension of our slavery right there. And it's so tragic. It is so tragic because it destroys all these requirements, these regulations. They destroy the entrepreneurial spirit. Like you were saying, Dale, if somebody's excited about something, they get into beekeeping or they get into radio or they get into whatever the you know the different area that's, movie. that's regulated is. Ma- making a movie. Uh, some areas of uh, of interest are more regulated than others, though, right? I mean, if they're t- if we're talking about like uh, hairstylists, and th- there are so many different uh, areas of interest out there. That uh, some are more regulated than others, so we're fortunate, Mark, that uh, we're in radio, and they, you know, they got rid of broadcast licenses. We don't have to to ask the FCC for a license to create the show. It's just the radio stations that are begging for the licenses to yeah, they get uh, the license in order to, to broadcast to run their radio stations. But it used to be that talent needed to have uh, an FCC license right. as well. Uh, for whatever reason, they they made that go away. It's an unusual uh, reduction in the uh, the amount of. I think it's just because the FCC didn't want to do the work anymore, is what it was. Uh, but nonetheless, you got you've got somebody with an entrepreneurial drive, somebody with an idea, somebody with uh, something that there is exciting to them. They want to go out and provide a, a new product or service to the marketplace, or maybe an existing product, but they want to do it in a slightly different way, or they think they can do it for less. And then they start looking into, well, what's it going to take? Because I want to do this right. I want to. I want to do this legal and right. Well, and, you, uh, I, I want to do it, and not go to jail. Yeah. Well, well I, think that, <laughs> I think that to some extent, people are like uh, people. I don't know how to. I don't have the verbiage to describe what it is, the feeling that they have. But when you're you're excited about getting started on a project and you want to go about doing it the right way, so what is it, government? How do I do a, go about doing it the right way? And when you ask them, they've got lots of answers for you. Well, first you'll have to give us a license, a fee for this, and a fee for that, and a fee for this. And uh, don't forget your this business is, you know, license, you your health go, code. You'll have to go over to this department here and, and do that. And uh, you know, don't forget to pull the permits. Right. And the inspector has to check this. And da, 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 da. so. Uh, if you, in a lot of cases, if you just go about doing what you're doing, especially in the the internet economy, you just do whatever it is that you do, and then if you get profitable enough, you figure out how it is you can avoid them coming and slapping cuffs on you at some point. But if, well, yeah, they are really most interested in people that are making money. Yeah, that's their biggest concern. Because well, if money's transferring hands without them taking you know, a cut, then they they get they get real nasty about. Yeah, that. my experiences in the past with stuff like this is there's a lot of people say, well, you you know you need to go pay someone and to consult with them about all you need to do because mm, it's that indeed. complicated. Yes. So before you even, you know, just you know just to get your feet wet in it, you're terrified and you want to pay someone to tell you what to do so you don't go to jail or or have a, a massive audit or something like that. And uh, and what I hear also a lot of times is they'll say, "Well, you know, don't worry about it too much until you're making money because that's you know then you're the big fish they want to 
they want to get into your right. And you, know, you can you can absolutely go and consult with a lawyer, and they'll tell you, "Well, give me a thousand dollars. We'll incorporate you as an S corporation, and blah 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 blah." And they'll they'll feed you a line, and and in some cases, it's best to have gone there. But in the vast majority of cases, you can go to LegalZoom.com, use code FTL, and wham, you've got yourself a corporation if that's what you want to do. There's a whole bunch of other ways to go about it, and uh, you know if you're in a lot of cases, if you're just making a little bit of money over the internet, you don't have to worry about it at all anyway. Yeah, so, I think you're probably not going to end up on the radar until you're making a lot of money. And at that point, you know, the, you know, if that's going to get you on the radar, then you start worrying about yeah. Well, it, but it, well, okay, but it just depends, right? I mean, you guys are talking about the internet economy where it's easy to just put up a website right. and get out oh, there. If you're opening a storefront, I'm about a storefront yeah. here. I mean, you, a you lot, just, you've a got lot to of get an occupational license. Right. If you don't a have lot an of, occupational license, you're you're not going to open your doors. A lot of businesses these long. days are still not internet uh, based. There's they have to be physical. They have to have product and they have to have yeah, service. It's hard to eat and, internet food. And there are people who have visions in those areas that they want to create their own business and they look into the requirements and they just throw up their hands and they say, this is too much. I can't handle this. You know, I, if, it, if it were just a matter of, of renting a, a storefront and going out there and putting my product and service out, I could handle that. But, but jumping through all these hoops, it's too much. It's too confusing. I don't understand this. And I can't afford the experts that, uh, the, that I would need to hire to, uh, to help me understand it. So screw it. I'm just going to keep working at my, uh, my desk job. That's exactly what they want. And, and I mean, how the much The whole economy innovation. is designed to make you the worker bee work for the big hive. Yeah. If you try to go out to make your own little hive, that's a problem for them. They can't keep an eye on you the way they want to. How much innovation does this destroy? How many potential entrepreneurs, people with ideas and excitement behind them, Maybe not a whole bunch, a bunch of capital, but how many people in those situations so have been knocked out? So many of the great businesses of the, of the 20th century were started by people that didn't have too much when they started. Bill Gates was in his garage, right? Yeah. Microsoft in the early days. You so. think he, you think he started with uh, his incorporate his occupational license, or you think he just made com- some computers? The latter. Yeah, yeah. I think it was software. It was, I think they were writing software. I don't know. Nonetheless, uh, so the, so the question of how many. Uh, great ideas have been squashed by the the bureaucracy and the regulations and the rules out there. It's unanswerable. It, it's it's unimaginable. I mean, it's I, I just it's undoubtedly uh, you know phenomenal. I mean, there's no doubt. Right. right, because all of those people. You're right. It's it's unimaginable because all of the people throughout all of the time that there have been these regulations, and certainly there are more now this decade uh, than last decade, and than the decade before that. They just keep piling them on and piling them on, and and making it even more difficult to uh, to do business. But over all that time, you had these people that would have gotten in. They made. A, they might have brought a really cool innovation to whatever the industry was that they were interested in getting into, but they never did. They threw in the. You know, they threw in. Uh, the, the, the towel, and they decided to, before they even started, screw this, forget it, it's too difficult. Right. So, what innovations do we miss out on? And then we were unable, because we didn't get those innovations in the first place, to innovate on top of those because the way, that's the way wealth is created. Somebody comes up with a new idea, they create new wealth, and then uh, somebody else looks at that idea and says, I could make that better. And then they add some new idea to and the now existing idea. We still idea. don't have flying cars. Exactly. And we should have flying cars by now. We yeah. absolutely should. 
And there's so many other examples of things that we don't know what to talk about because we never came across this because it never happened. I wish the government would just tell me, please, bureaucrats, tell me when we've reached that perfect amount of government. Let me know how much it is. Just tell me how mm. much government is enough. Because I really That's thought a great question. in the middle of the 90s that we had enough government. I thought there was too much government. And what has it done since then? It's exploded. And so some new thing, I guarantee next year something new will happen and the government will say, we need some more government. There, yep. There's been a stock market crash. I know that it's our involvement that caused the stock market crash in the first place. And these banks are having all these trouble and the poor people had to, to bail out the rich people. But we need some more government to handle to make sure that well, doesn't happen. And, and it, it, what's so convenient for them is they can always point at specific cases where some regulation yeah. stopped a bad thing from happening. Sure. And I don't doubt it. They can point at it and say, look, this regulation kept so-and-so. He was about to screw over this customer, and this regulation stopped him. Uh, you know, they can point at those things. What they can't what they what doesn't show is the broad sweeping damage, and it's yeah. a lot because I mean you're you essentially you're when you tax everyone when you reg, reg regulate everyone that's what Ian's just been talking about is there's this broad sweeping damage which is obscure the unseen the, scene it's the, and the unseen. unseen all right there's more coming up here you can take control of the airwaves bring up anything at 800-259-9231. that's the SACL CAI toll free line we've got everything from uh, jailing brown people to pantheism all coming up free talk live. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program, and you can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free, 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. We talk a lot about the Free State Project on this show because, well, we all moved to New Hampshire because of the Free State Project. It's a brilliant idea. One that brings thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people together to the same place. Hundreds have made the move so far. Uh, thousands have pledged. Over 10,000 people have pledged to make the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. We're looking to, to reach 20,000, so you can go to freestateproject.org, get signed up, and make one of the best, in my opinion, best decisions you'll ever make in your life. It was At least that's how it was for me, uh, and that's how it is for me. I'm so glad that I'm here in New Hampshire now with uh, literally hundreds of other like-minded people. They're all going to be gathering, a lot of them, not all of them, but a sig significant amount of them will be gathering in just a few weeks up at the Porcupine Freedom Festival about five or six weeks away now at this point, uh, in late June, the 24th through the 27th 
in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire, right across from the White Mountains. It's an absolutely spectacular view. It's a nice campground, and there's going to be a lot going on all weekend long. Everything from you know gun shoots to to uh, parties and all over the all over the map. Events for kids. Uh, we had a lengthy discussion with Curtis, who's one of the organizers of it. You can go to porkfest.com to learn more about it, and I think you can download our Monday night show from our website if you want to get an extended infomercial about it. P O R C F-E-S-T, porkfest.com. Isn't this the first year that we have the whole park devoted to Porkfest? I'm not certain about that. I do know that. That's my understanding, and I could be wrong. We're certainly going to be filling up a significant portion of it, if not the entire thing. So look forward to seeing a lot of our listeners there, because Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live. Let's go to your phone calls about what you want. We'll start things out this hour with Andrew in South Carolina. Andrew, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Andrew, what's on your mind tonight? Um, well, you were just talking a lot about um, – I've been doing a lot of research lately um, just for writing a piece on uh, just self-reliance in general. And um, inevitably uh, came up to the point of uh, what liberty is, and it got me just reading more and more and digging deeper and deeper and finding out that at least the best I can tell that the uh, at the root of the matter with everything it's like the whole struggle between the people and government is the whole point on states' rights. Um, like basically, you know, um, we don't have, we just don't have any representation anymore. Like when you look at how many people are in the House of Representatives versus, you know, the population of each state, you know, I think uh, Wikipedia showed that or has a stat on there that uh, our representation is like one out of you know, one uh, representative for every 700,000 people. Well, <laughs> so, I don't know about like, you, but I don't think that I can be represented by uh, anybody because they aren't the same as me, and so they are going to have a different perspective. Even if even if I could hire somebody who had exactly the same perspective as me, there'd be no way they could represent the two of us or the four of us or the ten of us. So if you extrapolate it out, you look at the hegemony of uh, the size of the United States of America. For one, it was never meant to be like it is. Um, it's Meaning just what? Right. It's big and as controlling. The, the federal government was never meant to be as large as it is. The state governments were the ones who were meant to make the rules. And if you extrapolate it out, even if if we were properly represented and there was some giant world body that met in The Hague or uh, in, in Botswana or wherever, and we everybody got the proper amount of representation, if that was one representative for every 10,000 people or, or whatever the proper amount of uh, of, of re- But that's not representation, representation is what is. I'm trying to say. Well, but what I'm trying to say, I'm, I'm trying to point something out here. Can you imagine that that world body would do a good job of ruling the entire planet? Or do you think that the Chinese... Chinese would get what, um, and the and the uh, people from India would get what they wanted, and the rest of us would uh, essentially be their servants. You mean the most populated yeah. countries? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, in the first place, one of the things that I came across was uh, just thinking about where the whole like, why do we have any liberty at all? Because it used to be, you know, monarchs and kings and stuff like that. But uh, I think it started with the Magna Carta or whatever that said, didn't that give, it was between the King of England at the time, and it just like guaranteed certain rights to citizens. And um, then I think it was, um, it was some treaty that was signed in Osnabrück in Germany. Uh, there's part of this whole treaty of peace thing 
that uh, was apparently the first uh, concept of like states' rights. And, uh, there's no such thing uh, as a, there's no such thing as states' rights. Uh, only if you believe in rights, uh, and it's just a concept, and I think it's a good concept. Right. Uh, I think it's a good concept that humans should mutually agree upon and believe in. But uh, if you believe in rights, then you believe that you should believe that individuals have rights, and that you know those rights come from, in many cases, nature or God or something like that. Uh, but right. uh, but a state being just a concept on its own couldn't possibly have rights because there's no corporeal, bo- there's no body to the state. The state doesn't exist in uh, in reality, so therefore it it has no uh, such concept. The, the the concept of rights could not be attached to the concept of uh, of a state because well, rights are a human a human thing. And you're trying to right. figure out what is freedom by looking at the uh, the history of freedom. And I don't know that that's the best way to define what is freedom. Why not look at the state by looking at what the history of the state is, too? To me, I was thinking about this today. And if you let's say for a second that slavery is a lucrative business, would you, um, do you think that's true or do you think I'm just uh, making a fantasy th- a statement here? I guess it depends on what you mean by slavery. Well, do you and, think it's uh, profitable to own people and force them to work and, and own them? No, the, not the, at all. You don't think it's profitable to own slaves? I don't think it is, only because uh, I think that if, if uh, in the free market, I just think that free people uh, outperform more enthusiastically. Well, you're on to um, something. But I think, I, the I trick think is to a, convince them they're not slaves. <laughs> right. Well, this, this is the point I'm yeah. trying to make, is if you're running an agrarian situation and people don't have much to look at, what you're saying is, you know, slaves looking at a vast uh, ivory towers and saying, I want to be in the ivory towers. But when there aren't really ivory towers out there to look at, um, you, can, you can run these sweatshops and, and that kind of thing. And essentially what citizenship is uh, today is a... Uh, is a new, modern, better slavery because they own a portion of your labor, and and you can believe they own it. If you don't think so, they wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, for for instance, go into debt. How can the government go into debt? What are its assets? Its asset is you and your labor, and the expectation that they'll be able to get twenty five, thirty, uh, right. you know, forty percent of it in into the future. So rather than having a slave and owning, say, you know, I mean, you have to feed them, house them and clothe them and all that other stuff, owning, say, 80 percent of their labor. Now you have a slave and you own 40 percent of his labor, but he doesn't think he's a slave and he's not trying to get free. It's a really great right, system. I understand and you're not you're expected saying. to provide anything for him. Yeah, really. You just take really. when right. he wants to get something. You take more. When it, so if he wants a hang glider, you take more from him. If he wants to, uh, you know, another car, you take more from him. So, Andrew, other thoughts for us? Um, yeah, well, I, so, um, then I had come, come across this, and, uh, so, I guess back when, you know, all the colonies had formed and they recognized their separation from Great Britain, um, I think all the, correct me if I'm wrong, but all the different states kind of wrote their own constitutions, and, um, I was, I, I wish I could remember which, uh, place I was reading this, it was, uh, so many different ones today, but um, basically, after they went to uh, all set up their own thing, they realized that um, I guess that it wasn't going to work; that they had to be more unified or whatever. And uh, that was when they all agreed to, um, you know, just live under one like kind of common banner um, and like pull together for a military and for the postal service and stuff like that. Um, and I guess 
I kind of just feel like I wouldn't mind paying a small federal tax to fund those things. Um, you know, I wouldn't but as far either, as everything but that's else, a fantasy and with world. prohibition and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, I just think that this just that the state should have more rights because at least. You know, we can decide how the state will be run and, you know, what's prohibited and what's not. <laughs> I mean, let it happen. Theoretically, <laughs> hey, theoretically, though, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, sure. That, was the, thank that you. was the theory with the federal, federal government, too. Whole, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I'm not against a devolution of power. I absolutely am for that. It's just a don't don't fool yourself to believe that uh, that's the that's the end of it. No. Uh, there's more coming up. We can get into detail. You can call in and bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com is the place you'll find the features there are free, including our webcam. You can go and watch and listen to the show as well as, well as interact because we also have our chat room on the same page. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. It's all free and brought to you by memorydealers.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Memorydealers.com is the world's largest selection, has the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacks, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off of list price. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. It's my understanding they have um, things that average folks can use over there, too. I don't know all the uh, the gizmos and, and, and stuff, but uh, you can go check them out at MemoryDealers.com. They're in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. All right, 800-259-9231. So I just want to continue with a few more thoughts on what Andrew was calling about, uh, he brought up the idea of representation, and I think that just the whole idea of representation as it's presented to us by the government is nonsense, uh, because I don't believe I can be represented accurately by uh, somebody else, and it's certainly that that somebody else cannot represent me and Mark together, because we don't agree on everything, and so how could they possibly accurately represent us? And if you bring in Dale, then it becomes even more difficult. You take that out times, uh, you know, 3,000 people or 3 million people or whatever the supposed amount that's being represented it's ludicrous. Right. What the representative represents is what the lobbyist pays the most. Uh, the lobbyist with the most money uh, yeah. pays him to, to represent. Yeah. For the most part, they're representing their interests in whatever it is they think the apparatus, the violent monopoly of the state should be doing. And of course, uh, then we got onto the, the topic of states' rights. And he was all in favor of the idea. And I, I pointed out that states can't have rights because they're just fictions, they're just concepts. Uh, if we're going to give people rights, then uh, I think we should only give them to people. It's a, it's a very human concept, as I understand it. Well, he's in that fun little world of trying to figure out exactly what's going to work best. What kind yeah. of government can we create that's going to work best? And 
you know, he may be right. He may be wrong. I don't know. But I do know that there's a moral question involved, too. And that is even, uh, you know, even if you have the most efficient form of government, what if I don't want to participate? And that's a, it's an, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. I mean, what it comes down to is the kind of government that works best is the kind that doesn't use violence against innocent people. Right. And that, we're still that's waiting a, for that's that a one. big thing in terms of what people have been accustomed to believe about the nature of governments. And, 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 but, you know, fixing that one thing and everything else will start getting better. It won't make everything perfect. It won't fix all the problems in the world. It, nothing will. But we can start getting a lot better really fast when they just do that one thing, stop using violence against innocent people. But that means they have to give up their monopoly. They have to give up this notion Everything of being changes. the supreme authority. Yeah, And uh, it's going to have to do a major paradigm shift for people to really get what that means. It's and- not that big of a paradigm shift. The, just the idea of competing governments. I mean, try to imagine here for it's a, a pretty, second. I'm sorry. It's a pretty big shift, Mark. It's, it's not that big. You would have balked I mean, at it 10 years ago. No, I don't know. I don't know that. I mean, you, you try to look at... Well, well, how, what would be the effects if uh, governments became, instead of uh, monopolies in geopolitical areas, if they – let's say I'm a citizen of New Hampshire. I travel to Florida, um, and, and you know, all the, only the laws of New Hampshire apply to me while I'm in Florida. It, you know, I, suddenly I'd be able to drive without a seatbelt on in the, the old sunshine state there. That might be a little bit of confusion for the police officer, but I, th- I think that we could, uh, you know, transition into it. At the very least, then I'd have a better chance of knowing the rules because I don't have to then learn a whole new set of rules, which should probably are very similar, but written differently. And uh, the expectation is once I step on that land of uh, the, the sunshine state, that I know all of their laws. And how could I? How could I know all of the ones? In, in New Hampshire either, but this would mean that there was more competition and that uh, these governing bodies would have to make their, their rules more legible and readable right, and understandable. Right, but it's still a pretty big, uh, pretty big uh, paradigm shift for people because that requires them to, to open up to the idea that a plot of land could have some sort of alternative uh, governance system on it uh, if, those, if people on that land opted into that. And, of course, the uh, the existing powers that be will not like that very much because, well, that puts their power in uh, in jeopardy. If they can't ticket you for... Well, it's just confusing for, more than anything for them, I think. Well, it takes away their power because if they can't ticket you for having a seatbelt on because you're from the plot of land uh, known as New Hampshire, then that may, you know that uh, essentially it makes it more difficult for them to uh, to steal money. Certainly, from people. everybody would love to have a monopoly. Everybody who runs an organization wants to have a monopoly in that area. Yeah. I'd like it if there was nothing but free talk live on the radio everywhere, but that's just not possible. Well, it depends on if you have uh, the, the right friends in uh, the right pla- places, Mark. You might be able to get the FCC to create some new regulation that mandates that all talk stations have to carry Free Talk Live. It's possible, but not very probable. Yeah. Well, then uh, then the service of Free Talk Live would deteriorate because, well, I mean, we wouldn't have to we try wouldn't care. very We wouldn't even show up. <laughs> <laughs> just have other just people come commercials. to play, play a... Just go ahead and play an old one, and, the and we double our amount of ads. <laughs> uh, but okay, so the the other point I wanted to make to him was that he mentioned briefly toward the end of his call that he uh, th- he said he'd think it'd be all right if there was a very small tax to support the federal government 
in the way of a military and the post office. And I, I have to ask the post why. Office? Yeah, I mean, the post office is clearly a, a useless, a next to useless bureaucracy. But you can understand the, why they set it up in the past. And the military is no different. Uh, the military is just the post office in fatigues. Look, if you want uh, mail service and you want protection, why would you turn to the federal government, the largest centralized bureaucracy in the, the world, uh, to, uh, to accomplish those tasks? Why would you want that? And of course, you're also, you, as you pointed out, Mark, it's, it's unlikely that's ever going to happen because of the way government works that government is constantly getting bigger and there are no real serious mechanisms to hold it in check or certainly to reverse its size so it's very unlikely that seeing that government would be shrink is a very very rare historical phenomenon seeing governments die is a relative is a common one Yes, it's more likely that the federal government will die off before you ever get back to having some sort of minimalistic. Uh, and that'll have something to that do seems with the, to be the of trend. They no. grow until they become so cumbersome that they can't even function anymore. They reach a marginalized uh, state of existence where no one believes in them anymore, and they're having to use more and more and more violence to keep people in line and keep people obeying. We're getting there really fast right now. I mean, our police state has gotten really, to the, you know, the police are constantly just using fear to keep people in line. The government itself is constantly using fear. Uh, it, it just, you know, the, the tax collections and all of that is just massive amounts of fear. It's not even about, you know, oh, we're trying to do good things for you with the money that you give us. So it's, it's, it, 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 the pretense is almost completely gone now. It's just, you know, keep everyone in line with, 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 with absolute fear. And as it gets to that state, it's going to get to a point where it just can't even function anymore and it collapses. And then someone will form a new one. Oh, we're going to do better this time. But they won't fix the fundamental problem. Right. They won't fix the fundamental problem that it's a monopoly, that it's violent, that it uses, that it treats everyone as, in, as guilty until proven innocent. That's and the monitors paradigm everyone. shift. That's the paradigm shift that we need to have, that people need to have, is to shift from uh, accepting this idea that there needs to be a violent monopoly uh, to accepting the idea that we can have these things that government provides, that people value, and that they can be provided on a consensual basis. Uh, that's the, uh, the critical issue. And, and the biggest concern that people have as far as giving up the monopoly is, well, what about my ability to control this other person in this way? I don't want them doing such and such. Until they can get rid of that, then they're never going to get what they're right. looking for. If you want to be free, other people need to be free, it's too. It's so true. In fact, we'll talk about that in Arizona here in a moment as far as what they're doing to make people less free in a bit. It's Free Talk Live. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at bigheadpress.com slash pk. Anything, just dial on in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We've got a lot of features there, and they're all free, including our listen lines, which allow you to uh, listen in via any phone that can dial long distance. You can get the number by going to listen.freetalklive.com. You'll also see our live streams, our webcam as well. Different options for you to listen in around the clock all week long at listen.freetalklive.com, and they're all free. Do you want to know how to give your baby a head start? You can teach your baby to read beginning as early as three months old. 
It's easy and fun to do with the Monkey See, Monkey Do baby reading kit. And the best part is it's risk-free since they offer a one-year money-back guarantee. You can uh, visit their website for a six-page report on how to have a smarter baby. Um, order now and uh, you can... Uh, you know, you can enjoy the benefits that we are seeing in our house. It's uh, Jack is is just very excited about this program. He loves it, and I think you're going to see the kind of amazing results we've seen at babyreadingkit.com. I recommend it. It's babyreadingkit.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We continue with your phone calls about what you want. Mark is in Idaho. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mark. Hello, guys. Um, I wanted to talk with you about how we could get uh, – people more free and off of uh, financial dependency. Okay. Um, my thoughts are, especially since a lot of uh, people who support uh, government-funded benefit insurance programs saying we need this for, like, people with disabilities, well, why don't, why don't you make those people freer by letting them work for a living? And have, like, for example, in the Industrial Revolution, people with physical handicaps were working and they enjoyed the work that they did because they felt better about themselves and freer afterwards. Well, what's stopping them from working today? I'm not, not clear on that. Well, uh, Social Security regulations, for one, if you make too much money, they undercut you. And, um, you, and if uh, they determine that you're not working well enough for them, it's like a, a vicious repeating cycle where you try to find a job, but they, give, but they put more emphasis and incentives to discourage you from actually working. Hmm. So the system is, uh, is, will cut you a check as long as you are being completely uh, dependent upon them. If you attempt to become more independent, then, uh, then they, they cut you off. And so therefore, meaning that those people are not incentivized to, uh, to go out and, and work for themselves? Yes. That's true for welfare, too, especially when there's like health coverage involved. And if you start working a job... You you get uh your 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 welfare will cut off and you suddenly have no health benefits for your children and because you went and got a job and and what's your proposal, like Mark? Uh, my proposal to um, effectively get more people working is to um, have basically a market incentive system for uh, healthcare like it used to be and. That way you can work and you can do payment plans to get the medical coverage you need. And another proposal I have in regards to medications, because a lot of people who have genetic disorders depend on medications that they have to go through to uh, uh, state-run insurance programs, why don't you, in order to lower the prices on medications, get rid of the monopoly on the patents so that the prices can go down. I think that Dr. Mary Ruart would likely agree with you. Uh, we've had her on the program as a guest in the past when we were at the Liberty Forum. She's uh, written an excellent book called Healing Our World. She doesn't get too into intellectual property in that book, but she does have a lot of experience in the world of, uh, of health care and, me- and medicine. 
Uh, and she absolutely, uh, from what I understand, is in favor of abolishing intellectual properties. And she pointed out that the, uh, the that the marketplace for drugs was much more lively as far as research and development was concerned prior to the uh, so-called IP protections. Right. Um, you, you're you're using the wrong terminology again. She's not for the destruction of intellectual property. Oh, intellectual, really? I'm intellectual, sorry, that was the impression I got. No, uh, it's the violent uh, m- monopoly that the government has on enforcement of intellectual property. Okay, so. I She's not opposed to somebody taking someone else's designs and, and remarketing them. Uh, all she is, all she's opposed to, is the idea that um, you that I have to pay for the protection of your intellectual property. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't have to pay for the protection of your property. It's your property. You should have to protect it. Should well, I have to pay for the locks on your doors? But but she was in support of the idea of having an open marketplace where uh, where one product or chemical comes out and then other people can essentially borrow the idea and remarket it. She said that uh, that the, back in before they had these IP protections from the government, that there was a, a very a brisk marketplace and a lot of innovation happening because what would what would happen was the first person to market with a, a, a viable product would get that name brand recognition. So if Bayer hit the market with you know product X that took care of a certain uh, circumstance, a certain health issue, then Bayer would get all the the name recognition for being the first to the market, even if. Five days later, another company jumps in with the exact same product. Bayer would still do okay because they made it first. And so that whole making it first was enough to propel them into getting enough money to continue researching and developing and and coming out with new products. So you're absolutely right about that. And, of course, getting rid of the FDA would also be a pretty helpful uh, factor in preventing these companies from having to go through this multi-billion dollar approval process that takes something like 19 years in order to get a drug to market, which does a lot to really restrict the uh, the amount of uh, options that people have, the things that they can do, the, the treatments, the methods that they can avail themselves of. I thank you for the call tonight, Mark. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Sean in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live, the Indale and Mark. Hello, Sean. Hey, guys. I uh, love the show. First time caller. Thanks. What's on your mind um, tonight, Sean? Yeah, I just wanted to uh, let you know, I actually did get a visit from the Census Bureau. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, I haven't heard anybody call in about actually receiving a visit, but um, I got home uh, from work today and I got this notice um, saying that I've got a visit and they want to talk to me to complete the interview, and I'm supposed to call them to arrange a time. <laughs> oh, did it have your name on it? Um, It doesn't have my name on it. Does it, it say resident? Um... No, it just gives his name and his information. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so it was physically dropped off, and they want you Where to... Where was it exactly? It was uh, posted on my door. So are you, what you're saying what? is that um, you it could have been somebody... Somebody could have, lo- could have come along and taken the little piece of paper and called them and then had that and scheduled a meeting. Look, I can't meet at my house. I'd like to meet at Starbucks with you, finish the uh, the interview, and tell you how many people live in my house, Right. I guess so. Because they don't know. It's just such a slipshod operation that, they, that they're running there. We're counting everybody, we want, I swear. We want to know the, the funny thing is I actually completed the census. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm a student, so I'm just passing through. You know, in my opinion, you know, telling them who I am and where I live is messing with them more than anything because I'm only going to be here for a short period of time anyway. But uh, I actually gave them my information, and they're still harassing me. They That's want to what complete you get. the interview. Oh, so, so you filled out the entire census? Yeah. It's interesting. 
I wonder yeah. what they want from you. I wonder what uh, I, I think, what information they're looking for. I yeah, think I wonder is, too. <laughs> I think a census person came to my my door the other day, and I just didn't, didn't answer the door. So, what do you plan on doing here, Sean? I just plan on ignoring them. Quite frankly, I really don't have time for this. Well, let us know what happens, will you? Yeah. Do you guys have any better suggestions? Well, uh, I mean, clearly you probably should have ignored them in the first place because they're bothering you anyway, right? I mean, you, you filled it out hoping that uh, that you could mess with them and uh, that they wouldn't bug you if you filled it out. But here they are bugging you anyway, so that plan didn't work. Yeah. Once you're, once you're, in, you know, you're, in, once you're in a little bit, then you kind of, you know, now you're on the radar and now they're, they my, can bug you. My advice is to do whatever makes you happiest. It's a good suggestion. Thanks, Sean. Let us know what happens, and thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. I had a thought on that last caller, actually, before, or just before that one. Sure. Uh, you know, when I hear those suggestions for fixing these, they're great ideas. It's, you know, someone talking about if government worked this way, it would be so much better. And it just, it always just sounds like mental masturbation to me because someone paid, some wealthy, you know, person lobbied to get government a certain way, and that's why it doesn't serve regular people in a way that we, we want it to. And until you address those issues, it's hopeless. we got more coming up here. You can take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine, nutritious vitamins and minerals and a delicious chocolate taste for your picky eaters. Be sure to visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. With kids, food battles are more about control than about food. If you want to avoid a battle with your picky eater, give them a say in what they eat. At dinner, let them choose between broccoli or fruit salad. At the supermarket, give them three cereals to pick from. The more control they have, the less there is to argue about. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, we give them to you. Those other talk show hosts charge you for their websites. See what a good free talk show website should be. Uh, freetalklive.com. Actually, the main feature of the site now actually allows you to influence the stuff we'll talk about on the air. You can submit show prep suggestions, whether it be a news article or a blog post or video or something like that. You submit the URL, little description of what it is. Other listeners then uh, log into the site and they up, vote them up or vote down the, whatever it is they like or dislike. And the most liked stories make it to the top of our website. And it's constantly uh, being updated because of listeners like you participating. Please go to Free Talk live.com and experience it it's free freetalklive.com if you want to see what a, a good a free search engine looks like too go to startpage.com uh, startpage.com and uh, is unlike the other search engines out there because it doesn't put cookies on your machine it doesn't sell your information to third party advertisers it doesn't turn it over to the government like well you know all the other search engines do or the vast majority of them um, you can it's it aggregates uh, their searches from 12 major search engines and you can start the seven day challenge today at startpage.com they have a seven day challenge over there and they recommend that you do it it's also uh, they, they give a proxy link for each one of their results so you can surf the link itself uh, privately and usually you have to pay for that startpage.com gives it all to you and you can um, they have a little easy program you can download put it right up there in the upper 
In my case, it's uh, right-hand corner of your screen, and search from right there, startpage.com. Dale is here tonight from anarchyinyourhead.com. You can go there, visit his website, enjoy his cartoons. There are a couple hundred of them there, and uh, most of them with a Liberty theme. Also, uh, Dale's uh, videos that he's been posting as of, uh, as of late, and uh, essays and thoughts. So enjoy all of that over at anarchyinyourhead.com. As we go to your phone calls, Bill is listening to WPBQ in Jackson, Mississippi. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Hey, Bill. Uh, I don't really have a lot of time, but I want to run something by you real quick. Yes, sir. Uh, I've just been made aware of a proposal by uh, Congressman Henry Waxman, California, and it could be disastrous in terms of uh, supplement companies. His idea, and I don't, don't have all the details, but the uh, way I understand it, he has proposed something that is going to go through the uh, FTC rather than the FDA in terms of proposing to require uh, manufacturers of vitamins and minerals and supplements to uh, not only uh, cover the, the basic coverage of the, uh, the, the item itself, but to prove why a certain thing is necessary. In other words, uh, of course, that may not even be possible. And the idea, I'm sure, behind it is to weed out small suppliers of, of those vitamins and minerals, and only the big boys will be able to participate and, and through the FTC. They've been talking uh, about this out. stuff for, for, uh, for a few years now, and it wouldn't surprise me if it was coming to fruition soon. Uh, th- there have been discussions, I think a long time ago, it was co- a few years back, it was Codex Alimentaris is what they, uh, they called it, some sort of UN uh, set of standards that they wanted to apply here in the United States, and it sounds similar to what you're talking about there. So the FTC would be requiring these companies to prove what exactly about their supplements? The way I understand it is, they would be going through the Federal Trade Commission in terms of, of using this uh, idea as showing why a, a certain product will, will, in other words, proposing the, uh, the, the, the question being raised is, what does the product do? And, and the companies will be required to prove that their product does what it's supposed to do. And, of course, any supplement is it's very vague. We all understand the needs of the human body for those supplements, but... I don't even think that even science can prove the need for a particular product in, in the, the, the long run. And it's a matter of you know, proving something that, that, that doesn't exist. It can't be proven to, to the nth degree like something through the, uh, the Federal Trade Commission might require, rather than the FDA, which doesn't really approach it like that. Well, I wonder how that's going to affect uh, yeah, the like big companies. What do multivitamins do? I'd say a great deal of Americans, I don't know if it's a majority, but darn close to that number, um, a, a double, double digits of Americans uh, take a multivitamin pretty much every day or several times a week. What does that multivitamin do for them? I don't know. The only thing that I can tell you that multivitamins have done for me in the past, prior to, to coming across this, this Nature Bee that I've been taking, is... The, the the Flintstones. I I like the way they taste. So they tasted good. <laughs> you were yeah, taking Flintstones back when I was a kid. Because I, I'm on to the the ninety essential nutrients, which includes minerals and it, and you know, the, the things that we, we can't even get in the food anymore because the salts have been depleted. And that that will take an even uh, to to a greater uh, proof requirement as to what 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 does a certain mineral do. And and uh, if if the companies cannot prove the need for it, 
They may not even be allowed to even market it. That's pretty disturbing. It's, now, I know that today the FDA's regulations essentially make it so that companies manufacturing uh, supplements and natural products, uh, you know, home-based remedies and things like that, that they are not allowed to make claims about what their products do uh, unless they can show some kind of overwhelming evidence to the FDA, and for whatever reason that that just hasn't happened, I think it's likely because uh, the the big manufacturers of the drugs out there, you know, they have a sweet deal with the FDA, where the FDA basically just tells these companies go to hell. You know, we're we're protecting the uh, the establishment, the the fix it kind of medicine uh, system, allopathic medicine is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, we're protecting the allopathic system and screw all of you uh, naturopaths, and so they've already got a real tough time but it sounds like what you're saying is uh, it's going to make it worse and i i appreciate the heads up on that bill thank you for the call tonight 800-259-9231 that is the SACL cai toll free line let's continue here uh, with your calls and talk to zach listening in minnesota on the amp line hello zach good evening gentlemen how is everyone tonight just super zach what's on your mind Okay, uh, two quick uh, scenarios. If you guys remember my last call a couple weeks ago, I don't. Um, I've been we don't okay, catalog these things. Zach. I've been researching some critiques on libertarianism to try to further my foundation in this philosophy. Oh and yeah, didn't you go to the government is good website? Exactly. Okay. And uh, since you guys have kind of introduced me to that philosophy, I figured. The problems I run into where I'll be doing some research and reading some essays and saying, hmm, I have not yet formulated a response to that. You guys sound like you've been in this thing for a while, Mm. so I wanted to kind of pick your brains and see what kind of your responses are where I have none. Great. I've always um, wanted to talk about the stuff on the Government is Good website, but it's just never really been uh, pressing. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a, uh, it's not, not news right. today, and it's also big and expansive. I, it's we, a huge we could spend is We could like, spend a month going through it. Yeah, lots of sweeping statements about government in the broad sense and not necessarily yeah. topical to what's happening right, right now. Right. It's a, it's a website written by an academic. And he is just vitriolic against uh, liberty-minded people and our viewpoints. So go ahead. What'd you find, Zach? Okay. Um, the the paragraph I picked out tonight, because obviously, like you guys said, we could go on for months about this stuff. Um, but property rights. And he goes on to say that if the government totally gets out of private property and lets everyone do what they will when they will, um, he seems to think we'll end up back in segregation because. Whether like it or not, there are still people who have biases out there, and some establishments may or may not let certain people in to do business with them. And if a whole community were to do that, now we end up back in the 1960s, and with this no-government situation, there's no one to come in and kind of I'll put that back at bay. The 1960s had what they call Jim Crow laws, which disallowed somebody who might, oh, I don't know, want to make a profit off of black people eating in their establishment um, from allowing them to do so. Certainly, there would be societal biases towards, thing, ab- towards things. That's absolutely true. But you remember that, those, uh, that the problem with societal biases, with having a monopoly form of government around, is that those societal biases get codified into law. That's yeah, what exactly happens? It. That's exactly it. In fact, the buses were an example where they were against the laws that said they had to segregate people sitting where they 
sat on the buses because some of their best customers were blacks. The private operators of the buses. Yeah. Right. They, 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 they were against those laws and they wanted, they didn't like to segregate their black people. They wanted to give them, they wanted to, uh, to satisfy them better as customers. They couldn't do it because of the law. That was an example well, of they, it. And, and the, and the point is, if the, yeah, the, 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 the thing is, the, the, if you look historically, the nonviolent solutions, i.e. not government, to these cultural problems have been the most successful and did it with the least damage, which is it's kind of intuitive if you think about it. But for some reason, we still have it caught up in our heads that we can't fix something like slavery without a war. When in fact, in most of the world, it was fixed without wars, and it was done better. I tell you what, so. I want to get in a little deeper into this. Can you hang on, Zach? Yeah. All right, we're going to hold you over here uh, through uh, through two hour number three eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. In the absence of the monopoly on violence, would racism become more obvious? Would it get worse? That's the question here, and it's I think it's one that's worthy of answering uh, and delving into a little further. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up absolutely anything, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And again, join us at freetalklive.com. The site allows you to influence the stuff you hear on this show. If, you know, if you don't want to call in and bring stuff up, then you have to rely on us to talk about things that are interesting. Uh, and you can help supply us with those interesting things by submitting them to our website at freetalklive.com. You can vote up and vote down on the ones you like and dislike, and the most popular ones make it to the top of the website, freetalklive.com. Now, la- uh, last hour, Zach called in toward the end of the hour. So for our listeners just tuning in, we're going to recap this. I'm going to recap what he was saying, because I think it's a really important question. Uh, Zach, you've been visiting a website called Government is Good. Is it government? Is it governmentisgood.com? Um, it's, uh, if you just Google Government is Good, it's the first link. I've, I've gone on to other websites since then, so I'm not sure of the okay. exact link. Well, the reason uh, it's a it's a website written by an academic, a professor at some college, I think down in Massachusetts, who is just very, very anti uh, liber liberty minded uh, minded people. He he does not like libertarians, or uh, certainly would certainly would not like voluntarists uh, or anybody else with a liberty a true liberty mindset. And he spends pages and pages and pages attempting to rebut anything that uh, anybody from a liberty perspective uh, might be able to say. It's a fairly constitutional uh, people and all that stuff. So he's, yeah. he takes it on uh, you know, all over the place. It's, uh, it is Douglas, excuse me, governmentisgood.com, Douglas J. Amy, professor of politics at Mount Holyoke College. So it's actually right down the road uh, from, uh, from Keene, New Hampshire, about an hour and a half. That's where Holyoke is, at least. I figure Mount Holyoke is nearby. So, uh, so you were actually reading one segment where the suggestion is that in a free marketplace, that bigotry 
racism, intolerance, hatred uh, of, of people who are different would be more commonplace and would be unstoppable. Right. And this is contrary to uh, black thinkers uh, of the I think it's the I think W.E.B. Du Bois. Um, this is the one that I know of for certain. I think he was late 19th century. He may have been early, early 20th century. But um, what his claim was, is that black people, in order to be treated fairly, needed to get out there in the marketplace and provide goods and services in the marketplace because that's what brought people together. That is how people, uh, you know, that's how you're going to be treated equally. And I can tell you, being a salesperson, that suddenly once somebody wants to buy my product, I, you know, their, their ethnicity isn't, isn't important to me. You know, even their political philosophy is not that important to me. I like them a little more when they want to spend a several thousand dollars on Free Talk Live. Suddenly, their product looks better. Their their their, their complexion looks better. They are a more beautiful person when they <laughs> want to spend that kind of money with me, and that's how everybody is when it gets down to it. It's it, you know they've all got their price, everybody, and so it's about doing business. And yes, I think that in a free market, that actually you would see people coming together more. That you have the divisions, the separation, the bigotry, and the racism that exists today because of government and the divisions it costs. And I'd like to back that up, if I may. Um, okay, so there's the, the there's the racism that goes against black people, and I know that it's been terrible, and many black people feel that they suffer uh, as a result of it, and. There's this kind of counter racism that goes on among white people. They're like, look, I know things were bad, but I didn't have anything to do with it. I never owned any black people. I know you were treated poorly and I'm sorry for that, but it had nothing to do with me. Please leave me alone. Don't don't get me fired. Right. Don't get me fired from a job because of my skin color and it doesn't fit into whatever the, uh, you know, the, 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 the quota is that's, that's out there. So, um, that's that's kind of how it goes. That causes the divisions that we have today. Zach, uh, did you want to comment? Because I've got something I want to jump in on. I, I wanted to comment on that, too, actually. I, I like what Mark was saying. I think the underlying part of that is really, you know, money is a reflection of it. But the point of it is peaceful cooperation. And and, and if you think about, you know, a, a lot of people, I think this guy gets turned off to the notion of money, that money sort of corrupts things. That money makes things evil when when they would otherwise be you well, know, except when it's in the hands of the state. Well, uh, yeah, I, I think <laughs> that uh, I think that this is an important thing to talk about because money, if you money is in essence the opposite of violence. Because if you're looking at carrot and the stick ways of motivating people, you can motivate someone by threatening them. You can motivate someone by saying, "I'm going to hurt you if you don't do as I say," mm. or you can offer them an incentive. And that incentive, it, it, money is just one of those. I mean, you, it could be other incentives, but that is the nature of the free market. The free market is peacefulness, and that's what I like about it, because I, I mean, everything, all of my philosophy, that, and the reason why I'm drawn to the notion of, of free interaction between people is because I want peace, and that is at the core of all my beliefs. I mean, my beliefs and property rights are derived from my, derived from my opposition to violence. So, you know, carrot and the stick. Now, here's what Money I is the carrot. Is I think he might have a point to this, because I, I do see it happening where it's probably not going to be, you know, on every corner. But if you're a cop and you go to a Hells Angels fundraiser, things like that, I mean, it's going to happen. Um, whether or not it's good or bad or who can do anything about it, I'm not sure. Okay, 
let me jump in here because I haven't had a chance to answer the, the original question. I think that uh, that in the free marketplace, things that we've always said on this show is that it's not going to be a utopia. There's not going to be this you know perfect place uh, in general where everybody gets along perfectly. Sure. And well, hold on now, Mark. Okay. Uh, the point I want to make on this is that so yes. In a free marketplace, there very well could be a store owner who decides, I don't want to sell to them women or blacks or gays or children or whatever it is, that, you know, whatever uh, a group uh, that he wants to discriminate against. There is going to be that person who's going to do that. And wh- essentially what Doug Amy is saying at the Government is Good website is, well, that's why we need government to come in and make it so that that bigoted man has to sell to these people. And what I have to say to that is, why on earth would you, as somebody who this bigoted jerk doesn't like, want to come in and buy products and services from him in the first place? Let him be the bigot that he wants to be and allow him to suffer for I- I'd it like to see him in the marketplace. Allow well, him and the regulations suffer. that make him not be a bigot anymore would protect him from that. <laughs> there are there's room in the marketplace for people that want a, you know ethnocentric kind of products. Think about the Sons of Italy out. Are you are you familiar with clubs like this? Color? Yeah. I'm I'm not. Hello? I'm not. He said he is, but I'm not. Okay. Um, well, I, I was asking him. Okay, um, and explain for everyone. There are clubs uh, out there that are based on ethnicity. People from Sweden, people from Ireland, people from Italy. Um, you know, they're, they're, okay, just, yeah. they're, they're targeted at that. Here, here in Keene, I think it's called the Italian Americans Club or something like that. Yeah. And the idea is, is why would you want to go in there if you're Samoan? I mean, what, what do you have going on? Now, if they have some kind of function, maybe everybody suppose there's a Hawaiian day and, you know, everybody brings their own Samoan. Um, that's, you know, all those things are cool, but some people want to segregate themselves based on ethnicity for whatever reason. If you want to go into uh, you know, some club that where you can drink and smoke and talk about how great, well, the fact that you have Italian forefathers is fine. I don't really care if that's what you want to do. I think that there are places the marketplace is going to punish people for being bigoted, but I think that there's places where it exists and it's okay. So similarly, I would also say that uh, if indeed this, you know, this worst case scenario that he presented that, well, you know, the bigots could all get together and have their own little bigot town. Okay, that's already the case in some places, because when you have bigots and you give them power, then what do you get? Because that's what we have now, is we have a monopoly on violence, and if the bigots get in charge of the monopoly on violence, then all of a sudden you get rules that uh, enforce their bigotry. As you did with the Jim Crow laws uh, in the past, and there are other things today that are more subtle uh, that are that are targeted against poor people. But which of course Ian, tend that's to be- why we need Democrats in government, not Republicans. <laughs> so we need government is good as long as Democrats are in power. Because you know, no Democrat Democrats could possibly be racist. Right, yeah, right. Exactly. right. And I'd like to point I out mean, that, <laughs> that uh, I've been I've been told that uh, Stefan Molyneux, uh, one of the great you know, freedom thinkers of our time, has challenged the government is good guy to a debate oh. and got no response. I can't say I'm surprised mm. by that, Zach. I'll let you. They can't stand the light of day. Zach, do you have a response? Should we hang on to you? Uh, yeah, I'd like right, to hold great. through. If Hang I on. We'll bring you back. 800, because so we've been dominating the second. Yeah, uh, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let the marketplace work and let the market punish those people for their bigotry, not some sort of government, arbitrary government rule that we all forced to pay for. 
On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, you can bring up anything by dialing in via the toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. That number is 1-800-259-9231. And that's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us online. Our website is freetalklive.com. We've got archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. You can click into our podcast and go all the way back to the beginning of 2009. It's all free at freetalklive.com. And HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You can get .whatever too. You can create your very own website with their free website builder tools and templates. Whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website, you can let the experts at HostGator.com host you. Use coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Don't use code FTL, don't get the first month free at HostGator.com. All right, let's continue here. Zach is still with us uh, from Minnesota. You're back on Free Talk Live on the Amp Lines. We've been talking about a website, Government is Good, uh, which is just atta- just an out-and-out attack on people that, well, people like us that understand that government it's is violent, that government is force, and that force is not good, uh, that aggressive force is never good. And so he brings up the idea that in the absence of the government in a true free marketplace, we'd have a bunch of bigots, and those bigots would no longer uh, be prohibited by the government from engaging in their bigotry, and so therefore it would be hell on earth. Go ahead with your thoughts, Zach. Well, uh, the more I've kind of read his whole essay here and I've uh, gotten really into it, it shouldn't shock me so much as it does because I kind of re- and knee-jerk reaction was to call you guys and, you know, pick your brains about it. But it really shouldn't surprise me because he's obvi- obviously on the left side of the spectrum and it always comes down to race with them. Um, it, I guess it shouldn't surprise me that when we talk about property rights, he deflects and goes into this whole thing about how we're going to turn into, you know, Mobile, Alabama again. Yeah, but, it's, um, it's the the fallacy. The logical fallacy here is that government is the solution. I mean, it's easy to put out a problem and say this is this horrible problem, and that's why we need government. And if anyone says, well, you know, let's let's you know, if someone presents like, well, let's try to solve this problem a different way, there's this presumption that government is the one and only solution, which is, I think absolutely horribly wrong especially when we look at all the things that government was put in place to prevent all the problems that's supposed to survive to solve and it hasn't by by any far stretch of the imagination dale is a gay man aren't you don't you need the government to help you out <laughs> don't you need the government to protect you to make it so you can buy from uh, stores that you know uh, i used to think that i used to think that i used to think that uh that was you know and, and i actually kind of explained it away as well there's all these other protections for race and religion and everything and as long as that's there this this is a this is a common mm-hmm. uh, track that people go down. Well, all these other things are there. It needs to be fair, so the, it needs to also uh, have sexual orientation needs to be covered as well for Amongst discrimination the- laws. You know, well, and you know- so and but you know but but I'm like, 
yeah, I just I think at some point I just realized how how, how silly it, it all was, and and I'm just really um want to get I want to get rid of all of them. I don't like discrimination. I certainly don't want to be discriminated against myself. But I don't want to. I don't want to see a violent solution to the problem of discrimination, and so, that's what government is. So, Zach, what else did you want to share on this? Uh, well, to sum up this point real quick, I totally agree that the marketplace would weed these guys out. I don't think, especially today in our media-driven world, I don't think that that guy's going to last too long. He's going to have people protesting in front of his store, and besides that, no one's going to want to do business with him. In, again, that, that's a true statement in the kind of mixed society that we have today where there are reasonable people like us around to oppose people like him. But let's take it to the worst extreme. Let's take it to the idea that, you know, the white supremacists out there decide to go ahead and move into uh, Selma, Alabama or wherever it is they decide to go somewhere in Utah. Who knows? They, they all want to move in together and have their little white uh, white zone, put up the fences to keep the Mexicans out as though they'd want to come into a white supremacist area in the first place, you know, build up all all the security around and don't let anybody but uh, you know white anglo-saxon protestant uh, males and females into uh, into that area fine please in fact i would love to see that happen please take all of the white supremacists away from where i am and move them all somewhere else I, I would love that. Go ahead. Let's see how great their little uh, paradise is when they don't let anybody in uh, who's different from them to do business with them. And they're all, you know, they just have this incestuous little uh, white world out in the middle of the desert somewhere. Have a blast with all your hatred. Just t- keep it away from me. As far as I'm concerned, that'd be one of the best things that could happen. And I think that I really do think they would mass- suffer massively economically trying to, sure. be, trying to be so seclusionist. I really do. Look right? at North it's, Korea. It's not good. Economically, free trade. Trade is very good, and 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 having arbitrary, stupid rules about trading with people and doing business with people over things like uh, their their race or their religion or their sexual orientation is, hey, gouging is bad your profits. for your, It's really bad. Right. It's it's economically very bad news. Okay, guys, and uh, my second point: this um, I've taken up more time than I originally intended to, and I'm sure you guys have other callers. Oh no worries, it's a good conversation. That I wanted to get to. Um, so. As you guys, as at least Mark and Ian know, um, I don't know about Dale, probably not, I wanted to be a law enforcement officer ever since I got out of high school. That was my big thing. Um, ever since I've come into the liberty mindset, I kicked that, kicked that to the curb. I did, it didn't sit right with me anymore, and now I'm going into emergency health care. Um, hmm. And I was, I've been thinking about this, and I don't know how what would happen. How would emergency medical care, as far as ambulances, EMTs, things like that, how would that work? It, does it just rely on the person to buy ambulance insurance or to have that in their health insurance? What if the person doesn't have some sort of coverage if that was the system? They have a heart attack. There's an ambulance a mile down the road with a hospital. They could take care of them, but this person doesn't have any sort of coverage, so do we just let them die? What happens with that? What happens when a car breaks down on the side of the road and, they, and somebody doesn't have AAA? I suppose they take care of it themselves. They call they call um, a, a wrecker, or they let it sit there, or whatever it is that they decide that they're going to do, but they manage to f- somehow get that car towed if they need to. I'll grant you, it's cheaper if you have AAA. If you've, if you've planned ahead and you have mm-hmm. the insurance set up, then uh, I'm, I, I, somehow or another AAA makes it financially viable for them to give you you know this cheap coverage. However, that wrecker will come out there for 100 bucks and pull you out. I had a situation where I 
foolishly drove my BMW, uh, you know, someplace where I shouldn't have. I didn't realize the road ended, and uh, mm. I thought that it would, you know, go a little Oops. farther. And I got caught in some sugar sand down in Florida. The guy had to come out with a winch and pull me out. There was no getting out. I can assure you. Yeah. And uh, he charged me a hundred or a hundred and twenty dollars. I argued, by the way, argued with AAA, and they finally paid half of it or something like that. But th- that guy came out, and he was there within a few minutes. So and, and the ambulances would come. And there's charities. Uh, you know, there's where, there's a place for charities where you have, like, even if they're not running the ambulances themselves, which is a possibility. The hospital uh, has just a charity like, Just how you have, yeah, like, there's a charitable shelter in, in Keene right now that was started because the other shelters were not able to keep up with the pace. And... Uh, so it might be that, or it might just be a case of, you know, people who are, uh, you know, if uh, an ambulance company services someone and it turns out they're not insured, it's, first of all, it's really bad on their PR if they just let someone, if they're letting people die, you know, that's yeah. horrible. But, but you know, even if they service people like that, and then there's charities that can step in and, and, and help pay bills and things Pick up the tab, for people sure. if someone turns out not to be insured. And, of course, in a true free market, healthcare would be a lot cheaper because of competition, innovation, and not having all the government regulations. Plus, uh, look into uh, private ambulance services. They already exist. Uh, in fact, up here in Keene, New Hampshire, there's a, a private ambulance service called Delusio, and they are known for being the best in town. Uh, so, and you don't, I don't think you have to have a contract with them. You just call them when you need them. Thanks for the call. More coming up. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com, our wiki, over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. Go to wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com. You can see it and edit virtually anything there. Wiki.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, uh, we've... We've talked about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency for years. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, Walking Liberty Halves. You can uh, go to gold.freetalklive.com. That's gold.freetalklive.com. Check them out and... Of course, a portion of those purchases comes back to Free Talk Live. So not only are you getting really great rates on gold and silver that you should be purchasing anyway, you're also supporting Free Talk Live and the syndicate that brings you Free Talk Live. Gold.freetalklive.com. All right. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. So, Mark, uh, you had a story from Arizona that you'd wanted to share tonight about uh, somebody being targeted because their skin is brown and the law that the, that everybody's been talking about over the past couple of weeks hasn't even gone into effect yet what what's going on out there well this is from carlosmiller.com and it's you know it's it's a great blog that carlos does he says even though the controversial arizona law that allows cops to use skin color as probable cause has not gone into effect authorities have wasted no time in detaining american born citizens simply because they look to Hispanic. Now, I'd like to point out, many people will tell you, well, they, they can only do it, they can only uh, check your license once you've done something illegal. No, 
The statement is a lawful contact. And it's lawful for a police officer to walk up and talk to you. That's, That's called, a, called contact. a contact. So essentially, a police officer can walk up to you and ask you for your driver's license. Because mm. he's suspicious. That'd be right. And you need to provide it. Because you could be breaking the law by being in this country illegally. So anyway. Uh, or as they would say it, because they were not carrying their papers with them at the time. Including their birth certificates, and this is this is really it. You know, they the, the driver's license isn't enough for them as far as they're concerned. Somehow they can't trust their own state's piece of identification. <laughs> Some people still um, agree with this law. Let's not forget that we live in a country where we don't even have to identify ourselves unless we are being lawfully detained or at least operating a motor vehicle. And ever since the civil rights movement, lawful uh, detainment meant that cops needed at least a little more probable cause than skin color. The latest incident involves, not surprisingly, Sheriff Joe Arpaio's deputies who Mm. detained an American-born woman while conducting an immigration raid at a McDonald's. By the way, I hear he's running for governor now. That'll be a great place. The woman, who is a manager, is a mother, a wife, and is fluent in English. But her skin was brown, so that obviously gave deputies enough probable cause to detain. There's video footage, by the way. Here. Now, what brought them down to the, they were just getting some food, or what What were they there for in the first place? All the information I have is at carlosmoolie.com. Okay. Gotcha. Um, about 20 other McDonald's employees were said to be illegal immigrants, which just goes to prove that they are stealing our jobs, at least um, our minimum wage part-time jobs that normally go to high school students. This is what Arpaio said about the uh, the detainment. That's just normal police work, he shrugged in a news conference following the raid. Sometimes you have probable cause. You do, uh, you do take people in for questioning, and they're released. That's it. No big deal. He's <laughs> right about goes. one thing. It's just normal police work. Police abuse probable cause on a daily basis throughout the country when it comes to simple matters as uh, taking or shooting cops of video. Excuse me, videos of cops. <laughs> they uh, did it to me twice even though there's nothing in the law books to allow them to do so. Now, are we going to give these cops in Arizona legal permission to shake down citizens at will? Oh, wait a minute. Who are we, and how would we give them those, uh, that permission? I don't think we uh, They're not going to ask us. I'm going to give someone else permission to harass you, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, he's right. I will right use that, my authority. Oh, wait. I don't have any authority to do he's that. So right how am I going to give it to someone else? <laughs> that your permission, um, that, that your uh, approval of this behavior matters. If everybody in America disapproved of this behavior, it wouldn't happen. That's it true. It wouldn't happen. That's true. So, um, how bad is it going to get when the law goes into it's not effect? That way. At least one other American-born citizen was uh, jailed in Arizona when he was not carrying his birth certificate. And, um, the, you know, we talked about it the other night, and here it, here's a link to it. P- uh, Pima County Sheriff Clarence Dupnick, who apparently is the anti-Arpaio, said that he will refuse to enforce any law because it is racist and disgusting. But when you have a guy like Arpaio, who has been radically, racially profiling citizens for years, the uh, last thing you want to do is give him a green light to ask for your green card. Mm-hmm. So, Carlos Scary. Miller, another great uh, blog post. Yep. I, uh, I, com. Go over there and check out the video, too. It's, Have you seen the video? Yeah. I, I, I watched it. I can't say that I can quote it word for verbatim or anything like that, but it was on. Yeah. So, how long did they hold this one for? It wasn't terribly long, but she had to get her driver's license. And they pulled her out of out of her job, or was she just arriving to work? I missed that uh, detail in the story. Was, it, was that there? She was... Uh, I think that she was at work. She was one of the managers. Wow. It's amazing. And it's just the tip of the iceberg. As he points out, 
the law technically hasn't gone into effect yet, but <laughs> clearly they don't need to. I mean, it's just a, it's just a technicality, really. It seems it's just going to it's one of those things that after the fact is going to legitimize what they're already doing, uh, and of course. The average McDonald's worker is not going to be able to hire a lawyer to fight this kind of stuff. So you're just going to see them just attacking people who are of uh, little means. They're going to go. They're not going to go after the Hispanic guy driving the Lexus. They're going to go after the Hispanics, you know, that are driving uh, beaters. They're going to go after people that uh, they know they can pick on, as they normally do. But even if they go after the guy who's driving the Lexus, what's he really going to do about it? I mean, he could hire a lawyer. He could he, hire a lawyer if and he fight wants it. to. If he wants to spend ten thousand dollars, or he can just hand over his ID. You know, I mean, yes, they're not going to go after him and demand his birth certificate. Generally, unless yeah. he gets a little fussy with them, but you know, they're just, they're they're going to get his ID from him just because it's the easiest thing to do. Generally, I mean, the vast majority of Americans, if they have the choice of showing their ID or going to take a trip downtown for eight hours to sit in a holding cell while they. You know, have to deal with the cops. They're going to show their ID, so and that's why it keeps going. And that's, that's why, why here people going. are people are standing up for their rights, and it's actually slowing down. I think the impression I have is it's slowing down their uh, tendency to just step all over your rights. You mean here in New Hampshire? Yes. I, when I was in I think, prison, I knew a guy who was in prison for not having his ID. He had been out on probation, and you know, probation means that uh, you have to follow a stricter set of rules than than you did previously. And he went down. I'm sure he violated other things, uh, you know, in the past. But whatever, he went down the convenience store just in a pair of cutoff jeans or whatever to get a pack of cigarettes, and he didn't have his license on him. And uh, cop, I, I, you know, I don't know what happened beyond that, but the cop brought him in. The probation officer violated him, and he was literally in prison for that. At least that's what he said. Well, there's at least a little bit of good news coming out of Arizona. Apparently, they haven't uh, managed to screw everything up. According to the Associated Press, uh, they are ending a groundbreaking and contentious program that puts speed cameras along Phoenix area freeways and in vans deployed across the state. So uh, apparently they are looking to uh, completely eliminate the program at this point. Now, the the article goes on to say that it's not going to affect the local cameras. So Phoenix... The city of Phoenix could still have their own speed cameras, but as far as the state government in Arizona is concerned, they are ending the uh, the camera program, and that's, a, that's good news. Yeah, that's, that's a huge victory, and I'd say it's probably to no small extent for the activity that's going Freedom's on Phoenix. with the Freedom Phoenix guys over there, and uh, they've, <laughs> they've been doing all kinds of anti-speed camera stuff and, mm-hmm. in the past. Um, you know, speed cameras are a great little fundraising tool for the government, and these guys have thrown a monkey wrench in that. They're not, I don't think, as dangerous as uh, stoplight cameras, which are you know much more common uh, around the around America. But uh, they're also it's difficult to know who is driving. According to the story, uh, they had estimated originally the program would bring in ninety million in revenue in its first year, but actual revenue fell far short as many motorists ignored notices received in the mail. That's kind of a surprise. You'd think that most people would just go right ahead and and pay up because they're scared of what will happen if they don't. So I wonder how that ended up uh, fleshing out. Anyway, good news, though. They're getting rid of the cameras in Arizona, so that's great. 800-259-9231. But they'll probably put them up. They'll probably put new cameras up to catch uh, brown people soon. So don't get your, uh, you know, don't get too excited about it. There's more on the way you can take control of the airwaves. Free Talk Live. 
Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time, maybe, for your call if you make it now. 1 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 800 259 9231. And tonight it's Ian here. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away. So enjoy those, including our news updates. You get signed up and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about the show. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get on the list. And also, remember, you can help support Free Talk Live by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. You head over to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up with any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options. We'll take that $3 a month in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations across the country, bringing more internet listeners on board with the show, and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. Plus, you get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only forum, podcast, and more. Get the details, get signed up. Get the perks at amp.freetalklive.com. And the phone line's brought to you by SACL CAI. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. Also, I hear that uh, Jason Osborne from SACL CAI will be attending this year's Porcupine Freedom Festival. That will make the party. I think the rumor is he's actually going to be uh, joining the caravan on the way up to uh, the Pork Fest. There are several caravans yes. all over. So he will be part of one of the, uh, the multitude. Is it libertycaravan.com? Uh, no, no, that's an old site. That's not uh, not the current caravan. I don't know what the current site is. Go to porkfest.com to learn more. That's a good idea. Uh, all right, so let's continue here. Ladies first, Stephanie is on the amp lines in New Hampshire. Stephanie, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind today? Um, well, you were talking about uh, sort of these anti-immigration people in Arizona, and uh, it reminded me of something that happened to me this week, um, which was that somebody emailed me, and uh, he wanted to interview me on his radio show. And mm-hmm. at first I thought, oh, okay, that's cool. Where do you find um, you, on Lou Rockwell? Yes. Okay. I write uh, various articles about different things online um, on libertarian websites, so I'm sure you found me from there. But uh, well, he was he was asking me to be on his show, and I I kind of scrolled down the email, and what I found out was that um, he sent like a bio, and it, it was kind of like peppered with these references to the the New World Order and the Masons and like oh, the Zionists boy. controlling the media, and then um, I scrolled down a little more, and it said that. He was. He claimed to be the first 9/11 truther and was involved with like starting a couple of militias. Oh boy. And then it That'll got alert. even better. <laughs> How could said, it? <laughs> this is the best part. It, it started off by saying, uh, "I'm not racist, but <laughs> oh, that's all you need." <laughs> I'm not racist. I just want the government to quote do its job and protect our borders, and that was like all in caps with exclamation points. <laughs> oh boy! You know, and I don't think that everybody that wants to shut down the border and keep il- out illegal immigrants no, is a racist. Not all of them. But a lot I of do, them are. but they are on that same guy, side. <laughs> but this guy followed up that statement with. I'm white and proud of it. Uh, oh, love Gross. Yeah. Yeah. What did you say? And did so, you even respond to this guy? I did not respond, and I, I, it, it turned me off so much. Like, I, I felt like, okay, I, I have so little in common with this person. I just don't even want to respond to this email, even though he wants to interview me. But 
I kind of was thinking, well, I was sort of kicking around the idea of maybe, you know, having a little fun with it, going on and sort of challenging some of these uh, these views that he has about about Mexicans. Uh, he said something in his email like the Mexicans are becoming the Bolsheviks or something like that, and it was so ridiculous. So <laughs> I'm sure if I actually went on the show that it would probably turn into, like, a shouting match between us. And I, I was kind of just calling to, like, get your opinion, like, is it even worth talking to someone like this, or is there any common common ground that I should bother to try finding? Like, you know, maybe we agree on... I don't see why. I, he, I would not want yeah. to find common ground with uh, with somebody that is bigoted. I, I just, you know, for me, that's mm-hmm. such a big turnoff. Like, I don't yeah. care. There are so many prospects for liberty out there. I'm not interested in recruiting somebody who's coming from that perspective. Maybe down the line, they'll, they'll come to their senses and they'll, they'll realize that we're all just human beings and we're all the same. Um, but I don't feel like that's the cross that I want to bear to try to, to bring a, them on board. There's what I think. Uh, I, just just few people that seem to have an unhealthy obsession with just the numbers to the point of... The big tent mentality. Yeah. To the point of, like, let's just get anyone and everyone who will just bump up the numbers. And I just... Can you fog a mirror? We want you in our movement. (laughs) I've never been of that mindset. I've always been a quality over quantity guy. And and I say that for a lot of different things. But I think that, you know, the same goes when it comes to recruiting people. And I see the same thing just specific as far as trying to draw people who, like, there's people who say they're moving to New Hampshire. They've already decided they're moving to New Hampshire. And they're trying to decide where to go. And uh, and then they they seem to like fish around for who's going to subsidize them to move there. And I'm like, if we need to subsidize you to come here, then I I you know that's uh, we qualified. don't need you that bad. We're not that desperate. We really yeah. aren't. We're getting a lot of people steadily in here. And uh, so you know. I'd like to jump in. I would probably take him up on the interview option. Um, I, I I feel like I'm at the place where I'm kind of getting like Neo when he was uh, you know dodging the bullets uh, there when they're coming at him, and I'd like to get to the point where I can just stop them, you know. And I I would like to be able to talk to this guy with love and respect and see how it goes yeah. because couldn't hurt. I know I can wade in and I can uh, you know take take him on like Agent Smith and and I I I know I can do it. I do this for a living i can fight really good on the radio and chances are good he's not as good at it as i am yeah, However, he's got the pot he can pot you down and he, he, he has some advantages as did agent yeah. smith you saw what happened yeah. to him um the, <laughs> and i think i'd like to get to the point where the bullets don't matter anymore that i get to control the bullets and i think that the way to get there is is through using the ideas of love and 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 respect with people and seeing how that goes I don't know whether I'm ready for it, Stephanie, and I don't know whether you're ready for it, but I, I would probably go and do it just for kicks. Because don't worry, <laughs> the be dozen people that's a guarantee. The dozen people that hear this aren't gonna are probably not gonna be converted anyway. Well, yeah, because right, he's he's got listeners that are likely on board with uh, with his mindset, and and do we want to bring those people up here? Do we want them in the movement? No. Uh, no, I would say no to both of those. But like Mark says, maybe it'd be entertaining. And you've got your own podcast, Pork Therapy. Uh, that's Pork with a C Therapy. Yeah, but she doesn't. So maybe you could put that you. on your show. She yeah. isn't fighting like a ninja on Saturday nights uh, with uh, with people in Pork Therapy. Generally, I'm I don't just saying, you could I'm just saying you could get more than twelve <laughs> listeners if you recorded it on your side and then released it uh, via your podcast. Well, we did just release a show about ostracism today, so maybe I should put that into practice and not email this guy back. <laughs> Up to you. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know what I decide. Yeah, definitely do that. And thank you, Stephanie, for the call. Appreciate hearing from thank you. Thank you. Yep, 800-259-9231. Let's go to Sean in Minnesota. Sean, you're on Free Talk Live, the in Dale and Mark. Uh, hello, guys. Sean, there is a bill uh, pending before the Senate right now. It's S3081, and it is entitled the Enemy Belligerent Interrogation Detention and Prosecution Act. And and if you look at Section 5 of the stupid thing here, it says an individual, including including a citizen, whatever that term means, uh, determined to be an unprivileged enemy belligerent. And they're being they're using the term very vaguely. They're they're not even describing. Uh, they're not being specific about what the heck they mean by uh, belligerent. Are they talking about somebody attacking a government building? No, no, it's where you say something, right? It's where you say things that they don't like. Because if you attack, you're an enemy combatant. But if you just say things, you're a belligerent, as I understand it. That, that, that is typically how the term belligerent is used. However, if you look up the term belligerent belligerent in, in an encyclopedia, it actually does have a different definition. But, but I, like you, I, I used to think that that, that that term had a different meaning because of how it's typically Well, I think the idea here, we've heard about this in the... We, we th- we've heard about the enemy belligerent bill that you're, I th- think it's the one you're talking about because we discussed yes. this concept. Yes. Uh, the, the idea is that, well, they've got all these rules for combatants and now they want to stop people from speaking about, you know, the ideas yes. of uh, terror, etc. and bomb making or whatever yes. it is that they, that they want to stop. So it's basically a criminalization of speech. That's as I understood the news when I uh, first heard it. They, they, they want to shut down any semblance of free speech, free expression, and free assembly that we, that we, any, any sliver of it that we still have. Now is the time to resist this uh, b- before this goes up for a vote. And, and, and I mean, look, my... In, in, oh, in I don't the care if it goes up world, for a vote. I'm going to keep talking about freedom. And if they want to call that well, belligerence, <laughs> you know, the question really I, becomes is what are they going to yeah. label as belligerence? And, and uh, Sean, we're short on time, but I thank you for the call tonight. Uh, it has been Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Uh, back tomorrow night for the live Saturday edition of the program. Don't forget to visit Dale over at his website, anarchyinyourhead.com. Uh, we will see you online in the meantime on our website at freetalklive.com. And don't forget, you have just days remaining, about a week left, to get registered for the early bird discount at porkfest.com for the upcoming 2010 Porcupine Freedom Festival. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. We'll see you tomorrow night. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. 
varadio.com.